Welcome back to another week of Best Week Ever, where we discuss who's having the worst and best week ever in pop culture. I am your host, Van, and this week I am super excited. Again, I have a third. This is your third time coming, Tori. We have Tori from Ready to Be Peggy. I'm so excited, guys. Welcome. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing well, and I'm so excited to be here. I know I've said this like a hundred times, but I think your show concept is so, and like, I know it's based off of another (laughs) iteration of best week ever, but like, it is just the coolest concept. Thank you. I've been having a lot of fun. And as always, I love listening to your podcast and I get super excited when I set you up to have you on my show because we always have a lot of fun and We always keep it light, never heavy, and I'm super excited to talk pop culture because I feel like a lot has happened, especially since it was a Halloween week as well. Um, For my worst week, we're going to go off with worst week ever honorable mentions. I have to talk about David Harbour and Lily Allen unfollowing each other and somehow I don't know if they're separated. There's been a lot of rumors talking about their relationship but I think it was last night or a couple nights ago, the pair has been seen together at Madison Square Garden watching a basketball game at courtside seats. So it's really confusing to know what is going on between the two. Have you heard anything about this? No, but I'm dying to know what happened. Like, yeah okay so they unfollowed each other on social media which i think is always like the first sign which i always think is weird for celebrities because it's like that is something i feel like fans monitor so closely so i feel like when you do that it's also like a message that something is going on but yeah what is up with them and it's and also i kind of can't help it but the parallel of like remember when before the whole Joe and Sophie Turner news came out, like it was the rumors. And then like a couple nights later, she was seen at his concert, right? Like watching him perform. And literally a day later, like they announced their divorce. And I was like, oh, is this like the same kind of lead up that we're heading towards to? But I don't know. Like I saw uh, pictures. Pictures can be misleading, obviously. But the two looked pretty happy in courtside seats watching a basketball game and I can't help but like 
be devastated because I literally was just talking about their apartment, like their home. It's one of my favorite homes. Mm-hmm. People can probably argue me, argue with me with that. But like, <laughs> I love that house. And yeah, uh, the two are cute together. And I love how not even like a month ago, she posted about their one year anniversary. Yeah, 100 percent. You're right to draw parallels to Joe and Sophie. I always wonder when people are doing that, like, I'm like, are they testing the waters? Um, Or is it just kind of like, you know, breakups can be messy. And sometimes this is like what happens, I feel like for real life people. So maybe it's just like it happens for celebs too, where it's like, you know, the breakup takes like a few weeks or whatever, like it doesn't, it's not just like a one and done conversation. It's like kind of up and down back and forth until like the fun, like, you know, the pieces are laid out there. So I don't know, but you're right. Like I felt like Lily looked so good. I am not digging, like, I'm not loving the haircut, but like her skin and stuff, like she just looks really healthy and like vibrant and yeah I thought that they had like a fun dynamic but like again maybe that's just because I don't know um they have to when they're courtside I don't know I don't know yeah I'm hoping that they had like a petty fight pun intended um Mm -hmm. and they just unfollowed each other because I can see that happening too where they're just like gotten into an argument and they just like stirring up shit and we're watching it well, I notice and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe the average person doesn't, but we noticed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who's on your worst week ever honorable mention? Okay, so mine is Tom Zandoval <laughs> because I feel like he isn't having the worst week ever in like his career. Obviously, that would have been last year in like February or March or oh my God, this not even last year, this year (laughs) in February or March feels like a year has passed. Um, But I felt like there was two things that happened this week that would lead him to my honorable mention, and that is one uh winter house on bravo um just premiered uh there's been two episodes and tom schwartz is on it and it was filmed um like a week or two after the whole scandal broke and he was supposed to be on it so there's lots of conversations that are happening right now that we're getting a little bit more of intel on how you know, the fallout happened. And I don't think it puts him in a very good light. And then the other thing was that Jojo Siwa was just on the Howie Mandel podcast. And Tom and Jojo are on special forces together. And Jojo was talking about how, um, like, it's kind of like Survivor where it's like, they, you know, are really living in the conditions 24 seven, they don't like break and go to nice hotels and stuff like that. So she was talking about how um, they were in like kind of cabins or like bunker type things and the bathrooms were outside. So if you had to go to the bathroom at night, you like had to go with a buddy or you bring a flashlight or whatever. And apparently 
instead of doing that, he was like so lazy or like so whatever that he just peed in the corner of the like cabin. And I was like, that is A, disgusting. B, so typical, I feel like, of the way Tam is, uh, Tom Sandoval functions. And see the way that Jojo Siwa is just like airing out your business is so funny. <laughs> that is crazy. I totally see him doing that when he used to live with Schwartz and Jax, just peeing in a corner in like a water bottle. I can totally see him doing Isn't that so <laughs> disgusting? But 100%. Like, you know, that house was absolutely filthy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And I can't believe that he had Dr. Drew as well on his podcast, apparently, and he passed the not narcissist test, which I have to like, I'm sorry, get another doctor or therapist. Yeah, because yeah, like... I don't believe that to at all. Yeah, it's like I don't trust doc Dr. Drew, like as far as I can throw him. And also, that can't be true. <laughs> the results are fake. <laughs> and I know as we're speaking, BravoCon is happening. I feel yeah. like, I feel like I have enough content from the people I follow anyway because of the whole scandal outbreak. I feel like I started following a lot of accounts that just solely focus on that as well. So I'm getting a lot of like stuff. I'm not getting FOMO yet. But uh, the season premiere is coming out of Vanderpump Rules season 11. And I wonder if Tom Sandoval is going to be honest about how he feels about Ariana because he has been losing money. And, you know, like I can see like the winter house that has to be money, too, with sponsors and whatnot. Like he has to be. Uh, like I can totally see him just bitching about Ariana of him losing work yeah 100% or like and like I guess they have the house so they have like some equity and stuff like that but like you're totally right like he lost the winter house job the um reviews of their restaurant plummeted or their bar or whatever plummeted so like unless you're probably a fan of the show or checking out at, like to check out the bar like you're not going to it and um yeah I, but I guess like he got picked up for special forces so who knows I could totally see him on some other like kind of like similar to um Tom Schwartz like on Stars on Mars like or Masked Singer like that type of level of I cannot um, believe show. that he was on that <laughs> I know like seriously so like he's obviously still getting work in other ways but like it's just not the level that he'll ever like it's just not the cream of the crop stuff so yeah we'll see in season 11 if what will happen and yeah if he can like I don't know redeem his career but it, it kind of seems irredeemable at this point. And speaking of Bravo, I wanted to add my other worst week honorable mention ever. I have to give it to Vanity Fair. How embarrassing. I felt like they were like my grandma just finding out the news of everything that we've literally known for like, I want to say over three years because of the pandemic of when the season started and Ebony has been going to like multiple podcasts talking about how Ramona has you know said the n-word to a staff member cast um like behind the scenes and mm -hmm. no one said anything then but she was getting rewarded with um the legacy the ultimate girls trip 
she got banned from well not banned she just um got disinvited from the bravo con right now but mm-hmm. yeah just now they're having talks about the ultimate girls trip is probably going to be pulled off of the whole entire network and i mean like we've known for months like even while they were filming we were like what ramona like okay like i don't want to see her is she and like she's a 70 year old woman she's not going to change like i i'm sorry you can't teach an old dog new tricks Mm -hmm. and I was just disappointed with this article because the whole entire time I'm just like reading it and I'm like okay so when do I get to the good stuff the good stuff only was Ebony saying yeah Bethany which like I'm into that because we all have been saying that for the past like year as well um, but yeah, just like a low blow for Vanity Fair and very embarrassing for Leah Mob. Just, I mean, like, I know she, I have a lot of sympathy towards her of her, of like, you know, with her addiction and her sobriety. And I like, you know, rooted her for her season one. I was one of those people that loved her on season one. And then, yeah, season two, like, it was just like very, uh. Um, and just like her trying to, it was just very contradictory of her to be like, um, this happened to me, I did this. And it's like, she knows very well that she was putting herself in it in a situation that she knew that was very, um, not manipulative, but just like, she can totally see herself going backwards in her sobriety, right? And Mm -hmm. just like, it was just weird for her to come back for more like okay so you don't like the fact that this is being shown on the show and you're being honest about that but like you're also not being honest at the fact that you being on the reality show is addicting right am i making sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely i think that that is such a um like not talked about thing with reality TV stars is I think a lot of them at some point become cognizant that being on shows like this is really bad for their mental health or yeah, like um, maintaining sobriety or like whatever the case is. But I feel like the fame and the money is so like, it's, it's she got paid so... two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a week. One hundred percent. Like it's just, I think people will, you know, the, they pay the cost of their mental health or whatever that is for for this type of money. And like, I get it. Like times are tough, even for these kind of D list Bravo lebs and stuff like that. And. I think people forget like these aren't people like that are making Jennifer Aniston type money or Timothy Chalamet type money, even though they are making good money in the sense of like, we're not making that money. But I think when you are a D-list reality star, you kind of never know where your next meal is going to come from in like, in terms of like career longevity and stuff. And I, I think it can just you know like sometimes it's just too good of an offer and yeah you sacrifice stuff and yeah it's tough it's i yeah it's such a complicated thing i think i don't know i also thought it was very rare that these three women were all in this article yet they don't speak to each other about this whole thing like they're not like allies like 
the fact that Ebony wrote that down. And yeah, oh, what I wanted to say was that Leah, it was like a dangling piece of steak for her because she did the ultimate girls trip thinking that she was going to go on to do the legacy. And then yeah. when it came after the filming and all the chaos, I guess what happened in Thailand where, when she was arguing back with the ladies talking about her drinking, um, she didn't get invited back to legacy, but mm-hmm. I don't even think we're going to get legacy now. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Let's move on to worst week runner up. Who is your worst week ever runner up? Mine is Austin Butler <laughs> because I feel like with Jacob Elordi um, having Priscilla come out and I feel like he's getting a lot of praise, especially from Sofia Coppola. And I think that it is overpowering or like overshadowing Austin Butler's Elvis movie. And I think it's showing that like, you know, he didn't have to be like a dick about it. <laughs> like he didn't have to have an accent for like four years and like method act and like stuff like that. Jacob Elordi's just doing it with like class and grace. And um, I just think it's so funny. Like even his comment about like, yeah, I learned about Elvis Presley through Lilo and Stitch. Like, whereas like Austin Butler's like dying over like <laughs> Elvis Presley. I think it's just, it's really funny. So I think he's having a bad week. I think it's tough having this Priscilla movie come out and um, maybe some of his, you know, um, like prestige going away a little bit. Yeah, no, it's definitely he has more charisma for sure. Jacob Elordi when it comes to like him trying to sell the Priscilla movie, because when like when Austin was doing all the press junking, we were just like, what happened? Like we were more yeah. interested <laughs> to see the movie into why he spoke and acted the way. Yes. He did. exactly like I didn't care about the movie at all I cared about everything that happened after and like stuff like that to make him so um yeah different from what he was like as like a teenager and stuff like that so that has been so interesting to me but yeah it just really shows you like that you really didn't have to go so like off the deep end because Here's another person doing it. Um, and I think with ease. <laughs> yeah, no. And Jacob has been killing it so far this year with movies. I don't know if you've seen um, the trailer with Ao Aderby and um, Talia Ryder. I'm pretty sure that's her name. She was in the movie um, Revenge, that Netflix movie. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So uh, Jacob is also in that movie. He's done um, Saltburn. He is yeah. also in Priscilla. So like, yeah, he has just been killing it this year and working super hard. And guys, I know I've been doing like a little collage on my stories of him just holding a lot yes. of things. Yeah, <laughs> It's one I of my favorite it. things. And recently new pictures of him just having books in all his cargo pocket pants. I'm just like... Can this man be more beautiful? But yeah. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the other thing. He's so beautiful. Um, yeah, I think he gives like bye boy energy. I love his bag collection. Like 
the only thing like i think he's doing celebrity right the only thing i don't get is that he's dating olivia jade like yeah i'm like <laughs> when is that what like when are they gonna break up um like he just seems so um charismatic and you know like like a, he has the star quality characteristic and i feel like she just doesn't at all so that is so weird to me but did you yeah see that I, she... I like him um started a new shoe brand with her mom like they came out with new shoes no but like <laughs> that like that's just so embarrassing like I know, uh, why would you do anything with your mom, mom at this point yeah yeah exactly no it's it, I feel so bad for Austin because yes we're just gushing over Jacob and do, is Austin even like working on anything else right now like yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I think about that all the time um, because um, I'm like checking back if he dyed his hair or like removed the black from his hair and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I know like I saw him on Halloween. Um, him and Kaya Gerber were dressed up as um, Sandy and Danny from Greece. Greece. And right. then the mom um why am I yes yes her mom and husband were also dressed up as um Sandy and Danny yeah it was it was actually cute but like that's another couple that I'm just like so weirded out by kind of but yeah Austin Butler I don't know what he's in currently but like I haven't heard of anything so I feel like that's a good gauge of just like kind of flop status <laughs> like yeah. and I loved Austin Butler in the Carrie Diaries like that was my show. yes me too 100 <laughs> percent. yeah I, I definitely like have has have followed his career like since he was a teen and, and stuff like that so mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah, it's been interesting, but yeah, I feel like he's not having a good week after this Priscilla, <laughs> like, um, yeah, news. Because I've been getting like mixed reviews and I'm like, I just have to see it myself and make my own opinion because me yeah, too. And a lot of like back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I really like Sofia Coppola, so I feel like um, I'll probably really like it. Uh and I think like oftentimes Priscilla Presley is like, yeah, like done dirty because yeah. like um, of, you know, just again, just the legend status that Elvis Presley has. Obviously, I'm like rolling my eyes a little bit, but um, but like, yeah, what so I'm excited. Someone that like today that is kind of like Elvis, should I dare I say Harry Styles? Can you imagine like a yeah. Harry Styles coming to your high school and like picking a fresh like that is wild to me. That one hundred percent everywhere in the news. Like this is wild <laughs> yeah 100 percent. kind of like yeah. jerry seinfeld and his 17 year old girlfriend when he was 36 like totally like signing her to school yeah like yeah <laughs> like like it's awful like i yeah i i hate this so yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes also i'm looking at the lori lachlan olivia jade steve madden um foot wear collaboration and um Steve Madden yeah of course right but like 
I will say the the shoes are fugly. <laughs> like, are they? They're really fugly, but the um, styling and the photo shoot is is cute. I will give them that. <laughs> I just saw the socks, which is like so in right now. The Lolita. Yes, yes, that's a that's a smart that's a smart move. Um, no, there's some cute. I'm looking at like some red patent leather, like Dorothy kind of shoes yeah. that I'm not like loving, but yeah, some of the Mary Janes are, are cute, but yeah. So we're going to move on to my worst week runner up, my worst week ever runner up guys. I have to give it to the Atlanta restaurants. Have you been keeping touch at all about this TikTok? Um, influencer Keith Lee, he basically just goes on TikTok and goes to, um, you know, restaurants where people text him and tell them to go give him some exposure because apparently he is really, really um, big as into like letting people know where to eat because they're like hidden gems around all of America. And this time he went to Atlanta and I've only been to Atlanta once, so I can't really say my experience about eating there, but apparently it's really hard to eat in Atlanta and do takeout. So he's gone to a few restaurants. One predominantly that we all know is the old La lady gang restaurant that uh, Candy Burris owns in Atlanta. And um, he doesn't go in because he gets known like this. How This is how famous this TikToker is. He gets known the minute like he en enters a restaurant. Um, so he gets known right away. So he makes his family go in and they either sit down and eat and they'll bring out food to him. Or if the wait's too long, maybe they'll do a takeout. But like I said, there's a lot of rules in Atlanta, but like I've worked for restaurants. I feel like some of the rules like make sense about no takeout on the weekends and um, just like reservations, like no reservations, like walk-ins only. But apparently he has had Atlanta restaurants in a chokehold of just being super aware and making sure that they don't give him the celebrity treatment, even though they are giving him celebrity treatment. Um, like I said, he makes his family goes in. Uh, the service industry in Old Lady Gang said that it would take about an hour, an hour and a half wait. He um, finally, like, can't, like I said, can't do takeout. So he goes in and they said that they can seat him in five minutes. And he said, thankfully, respectfully, I'd like to be treated like everybody else. If you go and see his TikTok, guys, he's really like humble. I don't see him as malicious or ill will at all so it's really crazy that people are coming after him when he was just giving his honest like rate opinion that's what he does give or take that if he's like a true critic or not like he is pretty powerful people believe on his ratings and they go and see his food and eat it and uh one one light of it all because he has done the old lady gang another one called milk and honey where they didn't really let him in until they found out that it was who he was um but yeah one was um the juicy jerk was like jamaican food which like him like i saw the video of him tasting the food and i'm like i get it i get why people see this tiktoker like he the way he eats food made me want to eat the food um but yeah, worst week for Atlanta restaurants. It was really fun to read it all on Twitter. And I will put the TikTok and the article for sure on the show notes. But it was just been great reading this whole 
about Keith Lee and whatnot. Have you heard about this at all? No, I haven't. And I'm so interested in this because I, well, I like when um, stuff is democratized like this, like food critic stuff. Like, I just think that that's really cool that you could, you know, pick up your phone and, and do this type of stuff. So I'll definitely have to look into it. I also didn't know that you worked in the restaurant business. Yeah, I did for a very long time. Like I started off as a hostess at 15. Yeah. Like very much like the movie Waiting. Like it's gross when I think back. Uh worked my way up to like uh server, then bartender, like in the Hoboken area. Mm-hmm. I actually hostess uh was a hostess with Claire for a week from Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Oh my god, that's so random. That's very, so funny. Very funny to like see her in the pandemic on like a TikTok video and I'm like, "Wait a second, I was a hostess with her." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Hey, just wait one sec." That's so yeah. funny. What a small world. It it is true. Like the restaurant industry, I feel like it is a small world. And yeah, like I served in Santa Cruz like on the right. beach, like very touristic area. Yeah. Um So, like, I understand, like, the rules, you know, but um, I just thought it was funny because, like, these restaurants like Milk and Honey, they came back with a video and even Candy went on to, like, her Instagram to talk about, like, the feedback of Keith Lee not being served. And she she basically didn't apologize because she said um, the next time I know he's in town, I'll let him in. But that's exactly what he's against of doing. Um, But yeah, it was funny to read all the memes and um, tweets because I won't call it the other thing. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. Never. (laughs) Who is your worst week ever winner? Yes. Okay. So my worst week ever winner is Taylor Swift. I, um, okay. So why I named her this I kind of feel like it might be a little, um, like, uncommon, maybe. But uh, Olivia Rodrigo has a new song on the movie. Um, I'm going to get this wrong. Is it the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the Hunger Games uh, prequel that's coming out um, on November 17th? At least that's where it's coming out in Canada, when it's coming out. And I feel like because Taylor Swift had um, a previous song on the Hunger Games movie soundtracks, um, that her kind of fears around like the nothing new song with Phoebe Bridgers about this young ingenue becoming, um, you know, like having bigger star power than you, Um, and kind of those lyrics about like, um, but she got the map from me and like kind of how she, um, I don't know, had this, this similar path, I just think is like very interesting. So I haven't heard the song at all or, um, read the lyrics, but I love the lyric battle off. I feel like I'm watching (laughs) Justin and Britney, like, not, like, it's all there with the lyrics, like, literally. Um, but, yeah, because I know the the song The Grudge on her album Guts is 
truly about Taylor Swift. Like it's no mistake. There's no secret. Like it's it there's the 13 second pause before the song starts. Like I feel like that says everything. It says nothing and oh, everything at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So Olivia just while you look that up, Olivia Rodrigo's song came out yesterday. So we're recording this on Friday, uh, November 3rd, and it's called Can't Catch Me Now. And Taylor's song was Safe and Sound. Ooh, I love that. I can't wait to hear the You Can't Catch Me Now, like, verse. Yeah. Ooh, there's blood on the side of the mountain. It's turning a new shade of red. Yeah, sometimes the fire you founded don't burn the way you would expect. Yeah, you thought that this was the end. This is just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, truly, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Um, just that she voiced those concerns. Um and again, she it's part of the red vault track. So obviously she wrote that um prior to meeting Olivia Rodrigo and stuff like that. And Olivia Rodrigo's big success. But I think um why she chose to put it on the album um re-release is very important but also olivia rodrigo's killing it i'm loving guts still it's been like two months i still listen to it daily and um i like the new hunger game song um so yeah this is huge for her i think like it's a huge movie huge franchise and yeah so i think she's having a good week taylor not so much <laughs> yeah no I feel like Olivia has really has been killing it she's getting ready for her tour and there's also been paparazzi photos of her hanging out with the star I am going to get this wrong but he's on a Netflix show um yes what's Oliver, his name Lewis Oliver yes I think I think you're right um, he's a cutie. He looks super tall. Uh, from the oh, Lewis Partridge. Okay, Lewis Partridge. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, he looks really cute. Um, from what I've seen, and yeah, I I think she's had a tough go of boyfriends. So, um, and I just yeah, love I, how unbothered she is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's just like whatever. Like I know, I know. <laughs> so Gen Z. It's very Gen Z. And I really do think like I'm like us millennials, like we put in the the work so Gen Z can be unbothered by these skeezy men, I feel like. Yeah. Awesome. So for my worst week winner, worst week ever winner, I have to give it to Matthew Perry passing away. It's really sad, but mostly to D TMZ finding out but not surprised that they've done this, that they were the first one to leak information about Matthew Perry's passing by bribing, I guess, like an officer that was on the scene. And that to me was really so disgusting because we're all super saddened by this grievance of a great character that like, I just can't believe I'm at the age that a friend's cast member like has passed away, you know? Um, but just all in all, um, super sad seeing Matt Pat Matthew Perry passing away in um a jacuzzi. And I 
don't want to like spread rumors there or anything, but like Cardi, if you were to, I can see a cardiac arrest happening, you know, and then like passing out maybe, or just like falling asleep. Like, I don't know. There's, it doesn't have to be drug related, even though, yes, he has had a history of having those vices haunt him for many years. Hence why people that are close to him are saying that now he can rest. And it's just really sad. I mean, like, I'm glad that we were able to get that reunion from HBO right on the nick of time. But um, yeah, it's just really sad. And fuck you, TMZ. Like, seriously, worst week ever for them. 100%. Yeah, it's so classic TMZ behavior. Like, we've seen this from the dawn of time, them breaking celebrity news. And they always get the news from, like, just the skeeziest ways. Um, yeah. Kobe Bryant 100%. of it all. Yeah, the Kobe Bryant stuff. They always post inappropriate pictures and stuff like that. And you're right that... Um, so they posted details about his passing and like i just feel like whenever i read their articles there's like the the subtext is like was sus like i like when it doesn't oh, yeah. need to be the, the fact yeah. that there's still continuing stories of like his last few days of what he was doing like i don't know to me um in between those lines doesn't really give me that you're like sympathetic like you're empathizing with what is going on like you're just like what was he doing the last few days before like this happened you know and it's like can we just like grieve for a second <laughs> you know like and fans like going after friends castmates because they haven't posted anything yet too is kind of insane to me where it's like can people just like not post anything and be okay with that like miss selena gomez <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh she's such a nightmare right now I know no but you're you're like such a nightmare um but no you're totally right like um but that that's such the that's such the paparazzi economy is like story over any like trauma informed response to someone's death it's just like they would rather get the clicks than um, you know, break the news in a gentle, um, respectful, fair way. And yeah, I think like it, it, it does suck to think about because stars can so, especially stars, like the cast of friends can be so, I think e easily like dehumanized and like, because they're like, kind of like an idol or like a, uh, um, you know, just like a extremely famous person, um, you forget that like the rest of the cast were like friends and and friends and family and people that actually interact with him um, on a daily basis. Read this news too, and like break like get this news broken to them in this way, and like that is so shitty. So um, yeah, obviously shame on TMZ. It it it's such a double-edged sword it kind of reminds me of amazon and jeff bezos where it's like harvey levin and tmz is like they have such a chokehold on you know pop culture news that it's like hard to avoid them but you can't ethically consume them either like it's just such a it's yeah it's a hard thing to you know 
figure out, but yeah, it's so classic TMZ. Yeah. It's really gross. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to best week ever category, best week ever honorable mentions. Who do you have this week? Yeah, so my honorable mention um, is two in one, but it's Heidi Klum and Mariah Carey, just because this is their week. <laughs> like I mentioned before, we're recording this on November 3rd, and it's like Halloween, and then like October 31st, and then November 1st is is their though like their days so obviously Heidi Klum hosted her annual Halloween party she was a peacock her husband was an egg it was like very funny very over the top um and then Mariah Carey uh you know melt the ice block melted and she um is gearing up for the holiday season so yeah, they're my honorable mention. So. I love it because the Heidi Klum and her husband coming as the egg was very much like she's Barbie and he's just Ken. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. He yeah. looked like he enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I know, which is what a Ken should be and do. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed um, Shannon from Fluently Ford said this when we were chatting last night, but she said we didn't see a lot of barbie and ken costumes but we saw the essence of barbie and ken in a lot of couple costumes where you know one person's the star and one person's just like kind of a irrelevant part and um i liked that i just pictured kelsey ballerini with her boyfriend chase stokes who like she dressed up as barbie and he was literally just chase stokes <laughs> literally 100 yeah they need to let their barbies like shine and yeah i i love that i love your honorable mention uh my honorable mention i have to give it to Issa ray i feel like i'm late in the game with this but i do have to give her my flowers where Issa ray has come out with her own prosecco the prosecco is called via ray and she collabed with uh, another friend of hers, E.J. Ian J. Gallo. And yeah, she, if you know Insecure and has known Issa Rae as, you know, just the actress, beautiful actress that she is, you know that she loves champagne. Prosecco is highly rated her favorite. And I can't wait to actually try this. But um, it doesn't say when. It will release, but it will probably be later this month. So right around the holidays. I love Issa Rae and like everything she touches literally is gold. And I'm just glad that the writer's strike is over because I want rap shit to come back and like just more like every like I said, the, the things that she collapsed with works with is like one of my favorites. And she is like. I don't want to like jinx this, but like, do you remember when Drew Barrymore came out with her flowers production and like it came out with like Never Been Kissed? I think it was um, Happily Ever After that she did that movie, Ever After. Um, Ever After, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it just gives me that much of a vibe of just like Issa is surrounded by cool, like smart, like literate people. And yeah, I just, 
I love to see her shine. It's like my favorite thing to see. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I'm usually not for celebrities creating alcohol brands or whatever, like whatevs, but um, I will gladly try her Prosecco. Like, I, even when you just said that, I was like, I need a glass of Prosecco yeah. right now. Like, I know. I'm very <laughs> harsh right now. Don't even get me started with like the J-Lo. She came yeah. out with a drink too. And I was like, isn't your husband like an alky and you have like, you're not supposed to have any in your house, but okay. It's like know. when creators like that do alcohol, like who clearly are straight edge, like, you know, yeah. they would never. <laughs> no, I know. Or, um... Blake Lively and she's like I don't drink but here's my booze line it's like I yeah like that doesn't make sense but yeah I really do want to do a like celebrity alcohol like tasting um but that would just be so expensive so that's not on the docket for (laughs) for Korean you should do it for the collective like each one of you ladies have one and like you all like take a sip and like Okay, that's like, that's actually smart. That's very smart. Yeah, awful of some of the it. cost on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to watch it because then I'd, I'd like leave the house and be like, okay, I'm gonna get this at Whole Foods right now. Yeah, and like you never know. Like some of them, um, I think sometimes celebrity brands can be a hit when they have really good, um, you know, creative backing and like production and stuff like that, like Skims and. Yeah, but we'll see. But yeah, I'll try Issa Rae's Prosecco. Via Ray. I love how she has her name in it. Via Ray. Yeah, it's very <laughs> cute. It's very cute. Who is your best week ever runner-up this week? Mine is Renee Rapp. Mm. I think she's been killing it. I've been really, really nervous because obviously her... I don't want to say her big break because obviously she was on Broadway in the Mean Girls production. Um, So obviously she had some level of fame, but in terms of like, you know, kind of the monoculture, she had her big break with Sex Lives of College Girls, uh, Mindy Kaling's uh, show on Max. And I was really nervous because for season three, she's coming back as a recurring uh, character instead of a main character. And that's because she is in the Mean Girls Broadway uh, movie, as well as she just released her debut album. She is this, so this gets to this week. She is doing all of the late night talk shows and like interviews and morning shows and everything like that. And I don't watch those shows per se, but I definitely watch the clips on TikTok. And every single interview, she is so vivacious, so funny, um, so smart, and obviously extremely beautiful. Uh, I just, I think she's a really great character, um, actor, and I think she seems like a really good person giving me Jacob Elordi vibes. Like, like she has that star quality. Um, and then, yeah, so I've been enjoying her interviews. And then she also at one of her concerts did a one less lonely girl, um, like 
she dressed up as Justin Bieber and she pulled Lola Tung, who is the um, star of the summer. I turned pretty on stage, gave her the bouquet of flowers and serenaded her, did like this whole kind of song and dance. And it was just so funny. She's so charismatic. And I really, I was worried that like something might happen. Like it might just, you know, when people try to go solo and then they like flop or whatever. Um, and I'm just so glad that's not happening to her because um, I really, really enjoy her. I do too. I mean, she, I knew she was a good egg from the moment I saw the way she protected Drew Barrymore when that like stalker yes. like, approached the stage. She literally like got up and knew what to do and grabbed Drew and just walked away. Um, that's when I was like, who is this girl? Because I haven't seen Sex Lives of College Girls. Um, I should because I really do you like should. everything that Mindy comes out with. If she's not <laughs> in it, I love it. <laughs> yeah. You should watch it. I think you would really like it. And I like the other um, uh, teen show that she has on Netflix, too, that is um, Never Have yes. I Ever. Is it that one? Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I and she also I recently I saw the Justin Bieber um, Halloween costume, but she also came out with Kesha. Kesha like sang with her on stage. Um, I haven't seen that. I'm gonna look at that right after this. <laughs> it looks amazing, and you're so right. She's literally killing it. She's the self promotion. Like I love it. It's I'm not tired of it. I want to see more of it. Um, but yeah, Renee Rapp is definitely like an artist of the year that was like not really talked about until like right now. You know, like she. I'm seeing her everywhere right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I really hope, yeah, her star burns bright. I love that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see more from her. Yeah, but yeah. This week, actually, I do want to, no, I'll probably save that for later. But my best week runner-up this week, I have to give it to Kathy Griffin coming out with all of her stand-up. She's definitely... Um, apparently she didn't have these herself, like it, she, she didn't have the ownership of her own standups, like the D list allegedly, I think she already has allegedly up on her YouTube and like wherever her platforms is, but I've been on a Kathy Griffin standup kick just because Troy McGeady from Beyond the Blinds like mentioned that Kathy Griffin had that stand-up available and I had to run to YouTube and watch it right away <laughs> and then apparently this week she was on someone's comments because um, a TikTok or a reel of her stand-up came out and she said like this will be coming out soon in her YouTube platform so I'm just really happy for Kathy to just have her like I, it's like kind of like Taylor Swift, right? Not being ha able to have the rights of your own music. Can you imagine like not being able to have the rights of your own stand-up jokes that you came up with? Like, that's crazy to me. So I hope she gets all the money that she deserves. And Jesus, when I think about like pop culture and the talking heads, like of like, we don't have a best week ever show, obviously. So we don't have the talking heads that we had growing up on like BH1, E! News, MTV. Um, I really do think of Kathy Griffin on the D-list where she just made jokes about pop culture and that's all I want to listen to. Nowadays. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think the tides are turning for a lot of people in the industries like music and stand up, like performance, entertainment kind of um where people are like no like yeah we deserve to own our own stuff we like the end it's the end of an era where it's like um the management of talent makes more money almost than the talent itself like it's really like the talent should be the person getting the money that should own their ip and like all of that stuff and i think that's so great like it's turning some of the power imbalances into something more equal hopefully eventually and um yeah i i really feel like that could be this could be like the taylor swift of it all and kathy now like just kind of this um discussion and push for owning your own stuff is you know it's gonna change the the entertainment industry so i'm thrilled oh yeah i feel like i've been saying this for a while but like i know hollywood with the strike and all writers guild like it's been having its heyday but like literally the music industry is next yeah absolutely 100 percent. who is your best week ever winner my best week ever winner is Northwest. Um, I've been absolutely loving all of the North content um, this week. Specifically, she was on the cover of a magazine. I think it's called ID. She did a little photo shoot and interview. It was very cute, uh, the interview, um, and very, you know, cool pictures. And then she had amazing Halloween costumes. She dressed up as the Cheetah Girls with some of her friends. And then she was Princess and the Frog, um, which I just absolutely loved. It was just so well done. Um, she also dressed up um, as Clueless with Kim and that was really good. And then to top it all off, she was on this week's episode of the Kardashians and she was cooking with her mom and um, she was just, you know, kind of, she always roasts her mom a little bit and teases her and like all of that. And she was like eating an onion, like raw, just the whole thing, just to, I again, like, I feel like piss her mom off and like, it's just, I think she's having a good week. <laughs> I'm happy um, to get so much North content. And um, yeah, it's it was just all around gold. And I love how she also dressed up as the graduation bear from Kanye West. Oh, album. yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So many costumes. <laughs> like, I literally <laughs> couldn't even keep track. For a week? Like, I can totally okay. see them doing like an advent calendar of Halloween. <laughs> Literally, I always get so jealous of celebrities that it's like, no, they they don't just do one costume and then, you know, save other good ideas for the next one. They're just like, oh, five costumes, let's do it. So I feel like, yeah, a lot of people dressed up like the Friday, Saturday and Tuesday. So we got a lot of Halloween costumes this year, but um, I really liked hers when she was... Um, 
with her friends dressed up as the cheetah girls they facetimed with adrian bylon so like it's just like that's just so cute and fun and so i think she's having the best week ever (laughs) and her eating her an onion and someone (laughs) asked her like something about what her mom does and she's like what she do like (laughs) what does she do it's very like she gives me kanye energy where it's like i can totally see kanye being like this with kim when they were like you know first started off together maybe but it's funny how um her biggest lesson is north according to chloe and she's like because it's a lot of patience totally i i i feel like i'm like that with my daughter too where like i'm learning so much patience with my daughter and it's like yeah it's a lesson for sure (laughs) totally totally yeah that makes so much sense for north but yeah she's definitely a character um and i like this content obviously it's like tough with having kid content like you never know i was gonna say yeah think about the conversation she had with uh chloe no with courtney on the couch basically north saying like i like being at my dad's and i was like this is so like i'm sorry but as a parent like i my husband works a lot so my daughter sees more me more often so the the dynamic is already kind of like you know off a little bit she favors him more at times you know so it's really I can totally see as a parent like that's got to be so heartbreaking as the one who like is the caregiver yes you know what I mean yeah um for her to be like I want an apartment like why don't we have an apartment it's just very much like you know like um a kid who set like who breaks their time with their parents and one doesn't get to spend time more with the other so like totally disheartening to see but what did you think of that with north yeah i think i had two kind of main takeaways the first one is same as you when there's a primary caregiver that you know has to take the kids to like say like doctor's appointments or like do the like discipline or like whatever do the boring stuff, make sure they do their homework, like the, you know, the stuff that kids don't often want to do. Um, I feel like, you know, yeah, there can like parents can favor the the parent that they're just seeing on the weekends and just doing fun stuff. And the the whole time that they're together is dedicated to fun quality time versus like real life, which is, you know, getting getting them up to go to school and going to appointments and practices and like stuff like that. So I think I agree with you 100%. And then the second part of it is just really shows me what kids value because she is saying like, I like a smaller house. I like that we cook our own meals. We don't need a chef. I like that we're, you know, eating some, simplistic meal like that was the kind of context and it kind of reminds me of um the way that I grew up because I grew up in a very small house um it was my like my parents um first house that they bought together and then um uh they moved out of like they stayed in it their whole lives and they just recently moved out of it and my friends would come over and um 
who, like friends that lived in much bigger, grander houses with parents that were, you know, much more well off than my family was and stuff like that. But they would always say, I love your house. I want to stay at your house. Can we like, I'd be like, oh, let's say hang out. Can we go to your house? Even if we're just like sitting on the couch, like, um, and I think that kids like the homey, like, kind of stuff they don't want to see random chefs and cleaners or whatever like around all the time like they just want to be with their family and stuff like that so yeah I I think those were kind of my two takeaway messages of like what kids are really interested in and then also yeah just like these kind of like unequal parental roles and like how much when they're a kid they don't understand that that kind of routine and stuff is really necessary and they'll know that as an adult but when they're kids it's tough yeah oh yeah no you're kind of making me cry a little bit now just because my daughter we're looking for a bigger place like we want a new house and she overheard us talking about like us moving (laughs) and it's a we live in a very tiny home but like it like we're also um we live by the beach so like we have a lot of amenities that come with our tiny home um but yeah for her for her it's really been bothering her because she was like mommy I don't want to move I want to stay here and I was like I get it like it's super cozy we're all together in this two bedroom like yeah. little house yeah. um but yeah like it's definitely like just more homier like more cozy totally and her totally. house is scary Kim Kardashian's yes. house is haunted as fuck I mean have you seen her Halloween decorations 100 <laughs> percent. like even it's haunted when it's not like done up yes. for Halloween like it's just not a house for kids I know that their rooms are full of colors and toys and stuff like that but when their living room and their kitchen and like those safe spaces look like that like obviously they're gonna like probably a cozy apartment much better so yeah it it was it was just so clear to me um that conversation so yeah i i thought it was really interesting i love that the kardashians are finally giving something on tv yeah yeah like that's actually interesting stuff that i want to talk about yeah we're all talking about it like i yeah, yeah i love that too um, for my best week ever winner, I have to give it to the Meg The Stallion who came out with her new song, Cobra. And if you guys have seen the music video, you will see the uh, metaphors and the literal um, parallels of what she's going through her life. She's a cobra literally shedding skin and in the music video while she's shedding skin Um I didn't know that shedding skin for a snake is their most vulnerable thing to do. So they like to do it alone or hide it, hide away when they do shed their skin. So in the music video, you see all these people with the cameras taking pictures of her while she's shedding her skin. And the lyrics was just so deep and very like the beat. I love the song, but when you get to the lyrics, damn, Meg, you really like really put a dagger in my heart on how like what of a year that she had to go through not only did she have to go through the trial with Tory Lanez she had to face the media of the backlash literally like a Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation 
And um, yeah, she was not treated very nicely in the media. She also had a boyfriend named Party Phaeton. I feel like I'm um, butchering his name. <laughs> his name is, um, it's his nickname is Party. But mm-hmm. he was like a producer of hers. Um, they've been together for a very long time. And in the one of her lyrics, she um, lets out this little fact where she said that she found him getting head in the place where they both sleep. And I just love Meg the Stallion because of her lyrics. She also mentions about how her parents were both gone. And yeah, I love the music video. I love her freaking body, obviously. The dance moves are sick. And she deserves all the praise right now, especially with what she had to go through. This song is definitely like I'm I'm excited. Have you were you able to listen at all or see the music video? Yes. Yes, I uh, listened to the song. I haven't watched the music video, but now that you are mentioning it, I will. Um, But I saw also the um, like cover art for the song. Stunning, (laughs) hot, like amazing costume. It, It gives snake, but not like in a weird way like it's 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 just done really well mm-hmm. and um yeah i'm just so excited from for new music from meg the stallion and um yeah she obviously drops some juicy gossip about yeah him her boyfriend cheating on her um and yeah i, I kind of think that this it really shows you that like you can put life into music like and life into art and i feel like this would be like therapeutic for her but also it shows you that yeah people gravitate to this kind of vulnerable stuff and um yeah our people are analyzing the lyrics and stuff like that and yeah i'm stoked for her i think again like this i guess we're almost at the end of 2023 but like i definitely feel like her star is rising too even more than before and i'm thrilled for that like truly and i know she has left that relationship with that guy and she's been yes it's like a uk soccer player who yes oh fine i know (laughs) and like i kind of love her dating an athlete like i i just kind of think that's the move right now and like yeah i love that for her (laughs) that and like i just love seeing her videos of her working out yeah i Mm -hmm. really love seeing meg not really having a comeback because you know i think she did a performance at the vmas with cardi right she's been collabing with her and i'm hoping she collabs with more people also there's been rumors about one lyric which i don't know you you can figure it out for your own to see but supposed to hit like a mark for Nicki Minaj who kind of like hit back on Meg the Stallion for no reason but I don't want to get attacked by the barbs so I will just leave it as that yeah Yeah, leave that as that is yeah 100% I I agree with with you on that like you can dissect that at your own risk Uh, Tori, we're now at the end of the show where I ask my guests what their favorite song is. This is your third time back, so I was like super stoked with your time <laughs> to charm, I guess, right? Your song was back in 2001. It's Always on Time with Jaw Rule featuring Ashanti. Please tell me, where were you when you first heard this song and what makes it your 
favorite in that era. Yeah. Oh my gosh. For some reason, I just feel like I listened with my cousin, like my older cousins that I thought were so cool. Like, obviously they are cool, but like at the time, like I just thought they were so cool. And I feel like that's what they were listening to. And I still listen to that song again, like on a weekly basis. It's like, it's just such a good song. Um, I, yeah, love Ashanti and, um, it's also, I didn't know, but universal, like I, for some reason, I just thought that they were huge stars in like North America, but I was traveling once a few years ago, like 2018. And I met these two Aussies and that always on time came on at the bar and we went so hard (laughs) on the dance floor. And I was like, Hey, like I'm from Canada. You two are from Australia. Like, but just the whole bar was just like having such a good time. And I was like, this is what Ja Rule and Ashanti bring out in people is like just a really, really good time. So yeah, I love that song. Um, I can't believe it came out 22 years ago. Melissa like Rodriguez a- is in the music video. The oh my God. The Furious at the end. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Like just, yeah, it's just such a good song. And yeah, and I love Ashanti. I love that her and Nelly are having like a comeback right now. Where me too. Like hitting me so hard with the stand. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. I love this idea of reconnecting with um, past loves when you're at different stages in your life and stuff like that. And um, like if it's in a healthy way, <laughs> like, and sometimes it can be right person, wrong time. And maybe that's the case for Nelly and Ashanti, but yeah, I, yeah, love them and wish them all the best. No, this song really reminded me of middle school. I think I was, yeah, I was in sixth grade and I'll never forget my friend Cindy Ramirez was just like, she got the album of Ja Rule with his tattoo thug life just like yeah. you know, but is it the locker. red like yes, the red, the red yes, 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 <laughs> put it in her yes. locker we were looking yes. at the lyrics like <laughs> I, I'll never I, I knew where I was when like that Ja Rule album dropped because yes, she's like, her number one fan um, yeah. but the music video alone brought me back because Ashanti she really like she hasn't aged whatsoever oh my god I know I know beautiful gorgeous I know um love her so much but me too Tori I had such a great time with you can you please let my listeners know where they can find you or if you have anything to plug in yes absolutely you can find ready to be petty on all podcast platforms and you can follow me on socials at rtbp podcast I post episodes generally every Sunday and then Patreon episodes every Thursday. It's only a sun shower. We've been through worse weather like that. Stormy night, you wrote a dead child letter and took my bands and keyed and cut the leather.
Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. Next week, I'm super excited. I will be having Lauren from the Zen Blonde. If you follow her on Instagram or if you follow the girl, the gay, the slay, she has been doing awesome, awesome updates as well as her co-host, Joseph, on um, just, you know, recapping the book, The Woman in Me by Britney Spears, which I'm still in a high off of, guys. I'm reading the book slowly because I'm trying to finish these other books before the year is wrapping up. It's really sad that I had a goal of reading 20 books this year and I'm only in book 11. So I really am in a readathon right now. But I am so, so excited to have Lauren on because she is actually in BravoCon right now, which she speaks Bravo, Emily Hanks, which also check out her podcast but yeah she has a podcast the zen blonde podcast and she also is on an awesome content instagram um, handle is the girl the gay and the slay with her co-host joseph i found her through obviously the scandal which is like you know when you think about these tragedies happening there's always like something that comes out of it that you're just like well I found Lauren from <laughs> from all this chaos of finding information about the Vanderpump Rules and just Bravo history and Bravo celeb gossip in general. Please follow her content. She's a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm excited to have her on, talk pop culture. Hopefully she'll have some inside scoop of what's going on in BravoCon and give her a follow so you guys can see her do live feed of the panels that's happening right now with Summer House, Vanderpump Rules. Um, but yeah, super excited. And guys, please follow Tori. I had such a great time having her on the show. She's such a dear, dear fellow podcaster, friend of mine, and I'm so grateful and thankful that I have her in my sphere of this little pop culture world in podcasting because we do have a lot of fun and she is awesome and I am so excited for the Pop Culture Podcast Collective just because it is a lot of fun. It's exactly if you or like loving this show or love her show ready to be petty x knows all fluently forward if any of these ladies honestly like you are they're on your queue for the week of listening to their episodes check them out on pop culture podcast collective because they are killing it with these monthly meetings on youtube which i've been having a ball until then, guys, I hope you guys are having a best week ever. Bye.